from Maple Valley to Snoqualmie Pass and everywhere in between, this is Taking the Fifth, the podcast of Washington State's 5th District Democrats. We're here today in sunny Issaquah with Tony Ventrella, longtime voice of the Seahawks, who is now running for Congress out of Washington's 8th Congressional District. The 5th Legislative District overlaps the 8th Congressional District, so Tony will be on most of your ballots. So, Tony, you've been a prominent broadcaster in Washington for years. What made you decide to run for Congress? I actually thought about this, uh, Josh, as far back as 1998. Uh, and then decided to stay in the television business because I had a pretty good deal going and there were others that I felt were uh, as qualified or more qualified. So I let it drop and then in 2002 thought about it again and uh, let it go and then started working for the Seahawks in 05 and for the next 10 years enjoyed the heck out of that. So that brings us to uh, here we are to 2016 and my thought was to run for either lieutenant governor which I felt would be a, a great spot uh, for my skills, which are team building, getting people to work on the same page, work together. Uh, and the other was to run for uh, the a in the eighth against Dave Reichert, who's a 12-year, six-term incumbent. And I felt that it might be time to, to move him on, and so I decided to do that instead. So have you always um, been in the Democratic Party? Ever since... Uh, the one time I shifted just a little bit, and a lot of people aren't going to remember this, but back in uh, the late 1950s, as a kid, I was in seventh grade, and Eisenhower was running. People are going, what? What is he talking about? Eisenhower was running against Adlai Stevenson in 1956, right. and the Eisenhower had a bumper sticker that said, I like Ike. And so I was all about bumper stickers. Yeah. I didn't care who the candidate was, and I had an I like Ike sticker on my notebook for school. And my dad informed me that uh, he didn't like Ike. So uh, <laughs> I became a Democrat, and uh, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, we're facing, facing a lot of urgent problems in our political system now. One of the biggest, you know, I think, is the flood of big money that continues to swamp our elections. Uh, tell us about what you would do to get our financial system under control. It's a great question. By the way, before I go any further, I, I might say this, that... Uh, uh, Ike would be a uh, would be a blessing today right. for the Republican Party, and as far as some people are concerned, for either party, because he was actually a pretty moderate Republican, also the hero of uh, of World War II, Normandy, and so forth. But anyway, to get back to it, I just feel having having read several books, having been to Congress, having seen and talked with members about how many hours they have to spend on the phone raising money. This is what got my attention. It's not so much that I believe in freedom of speech, like anybody. And if you want to give to a candidate, fine, give to the candidate. It's really uh, ultimately up to the uh, voters to decide who the better candidate is. Money shouldn't sway you, but right. it does in our society. Uh, and so I just think that it's, it, it is unfair when someone who is uh, well-funded has the jump on somebody who is not well-funded when the unfunded person might be more qualified. So there are many people out there right now who would run for office, this office in fact, right. much younger than me, more qualified than me, who could never do it because they don't have either wealthy friends or money themselves. That's why I think it's unfair. Whether we can change it, I have no idea, but I certainly would try and I would start by doing what we're doing in Washington with 1464 and 735, right. two initiatives that I would urge people to vote yes on. 
Well, you, you mentioned Eisenhower, who was, I guess, an old-style Republican. And we're looking at a close race nationwide for the Senate. And there is you know, even a possibility at this point that the House could switch back to Democratic control. How does um, kind of the anti-Eisenhower, Donald Trump's presence on the national stage change those odds? What are you seeing? Well, you know, that, that, there's one, that's the greatest mystery of 2016. That's what makes this a really great uh, uh, reality show, uh, which is, by the way, the reason that he's so popular is because yeah. he had that reality show for such a long time. But hey, you do whatever you can. Uh, this year is totally different. First of all, you have, you, have, you have long-time moderate Republicans like Jeb Bush and right on down the line who absolutely do not, not only don't support, but are appalled by by the fact that Trump, you know, just seems to shoot from the hip. Uh, what bothers me the most about him, it's one thing that he's kind of a wise guy and, and uh, he has a mouth on him and he insults women and he insults minorities and all that. And I'm not giving him a pass on any of that. But what I think is even worse is that he's completely uninformed about how to get anything done. If he thinks he's going to go to North Korea and suddenly negotiate or blow that place up because he doesn't like what they're doing. It right. doesn't work that way, Donald. So there are going to be a lot of uh, backlash. Democrats have a great chance, I think, on the uh, down ballot uh, all the way from Senate down to the down to the locals, which are very important. Well, how how's your campaign been going in the yeah, area here? You know, I, I had a uh, little bit of a hitch in the middle since I dropped out for personal reasons, then got back in. It confused a few people, but the momentum has picked up very nicely in the last six weeks. People are always interested in a fresh point of view. Plus, I've been I've been downright honest to goodness honest with people, telling them, look, this is a long shot. If I win this, it's going to be an upset. I know this. And uh, I think they like the honesty. And uh, and I think and I also I'm up on all the uh, uh, all the issues. And uh, if anyone wants to get news on the issues, just go to teamventrella.com. And uh, everything is spelled out for you right there. But uh, right. And before I go, I just want to urge that the, in our district, in, the, in your district, in the 5th, you've got Jason Ritchie, you've got uh, uh, Darcy Burner, she's another seat that's up for grabs. That's a very, very important one. And uh, these are, this is where the real work gets done, in the yep. state house and the state senate. So, boy, watch your ballots carefully and give those guys some respect. All right. And, and the 8th Congressional is an interesting district. It encompasses both the rapidly growing areas here in King County and the rural districts across the pass in central Washington. So how do we reach out to voters on the other side of the mountains who don't traditionally vote Democrat? Well, first of all, their, their concerns are not much different. There are some different concerns. Let me start with that. And Wenatchee and East Wenatchee and Chelan and uh, Leavenworth, uh, and then there are here. But there are common interests as well. National security is a common interest. Immigration is a common interest. Some sort of a nice mix of that is what we need here. Uh, we don't want to be paranoid. We don't want to think that everyone comes across the border of the United States is going to be a bad person. If that were the case and we kept people out, there'd be nobody in the United States except for Native Americans because we're all immigrants. Uh, so we need common sense there, keeping national security in mind as well. Transportation is a huge issue, not only for the oh, yeah. Seattle, Bellevue, uh, Issaquah, Sammamish, Kent, Auburn areas trying to get to work, but for the fruit growers in Wenatchee trying to get their product to the ports. So oh, yeah. we need to solve transportation 
uh, for the truckers and the people in cars, and somehow that's got to be done it sooner than later. And so when you get to Congress, what is the first bill that you would put your name to or write? I think I would, I would start with, uh, believe it or not, even though it's very low right now on the list of popularity, I think immigra- immigration is, uh, not immigration, uh, 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 finance reform is one of sure. the big ones for me. Uh, campaign finance reform. And you have to be careful with that one because people don't want to take away their freedom of speech, nor right. do I. That's one I would do. I'd also, I would also relook at the Second Amendment which has gone completely out of whack. It's one thing to be able to own a gun and own any kind of weapon for self-defense, but when you, I don't know if you need 15 uh, assault weapons hidden in your barn. I mean, it's completely out of hand, and I would look at that, and people would go, oh, he's going to take away our guns. No, I'm not. I'm just right. going to look at common sense, uh, close the loopholes of some of these gun uh, uh, laws and license laws and all that. That's another one. And building the economy from the inside out is also very important. Making unions stronger and allowing the workers to get a wage that's livable and all that, uh, because that's also very important. And education, and I won't last a long time on this, but uh, college education, technical school education is way too expensive. Not every kid's going to go to a four-year college, but every kid should get a post-high school education and should be able to afford it. Right. Well, you know, President Obama has proposed a, a lot of things over the years, but we've seen the Republican Party with a strategy of basically blocking anything that he proposes. How do we break that logjam and get everyone in Congress to act in the country's best interest? Well, I think you have to cross the aisle. As a Democrat going into a Congress that could well be in the minority again, uh, you got to cross the aisle. You got to go get the Kentucky Republican and the Tennessee Republican and the Washington Republican and get them in a room and go, listen, well, what are our goals here? You got children. You may have grandchildren. What do you want for them? You want clean air? You want transportation? You want an education that's affordable? Okay, we all want the same things, don't we? How do we get there? Let's set aside this partisan BS and finally get to a result. That's what I would do. I'd be a champion for working across the aisle and trying to get it done. Well, thank you, Tony. And just a reminder for listeners, ballots have been mailed out. You should have them in your mailbox this weekend. Don't forget to vote and mail it back before November 8th. And the sooner the better. Once the county receives your ballot, you'll stop getting calls from the campaigns. For more information on the candidates and the initiatives on the ballot, go to fifthdems.org, that's number five, and click endorsements. And for more information on Tony's campaign, go to teamventrella.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you, Tony. This has been Taking the Fifth the podcast of Washington's 5th District Democrats. For more information on us, visit 5thDistrictDems.com, starting with the number 5. Copyright 2016, 5th District Democrats.